Hi there. Welcome to our podcast, Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. My name is Michelle. And my name is Lauren, and we are your hosts. Hey, host. Hey, ho. <laughs> this is our version of a radio talk show, and every week you can join us for a sisterly chat where we talk about literally everything. We're going to tackle current events, what's going on in the world around us. We'll share some personal insight and stories, and of course, share random bits of things we think you should know along with whatever else sisters talk about. There's a lot. So mm-hmm. if you're into easy listening, lots of laughing and some inspiration sprinkled throughout, we are going to be fast, weird internet friends. Welcome. Well, hello there and welcome to Cozy Conversations with the Sister Project. I'm Lauren Massarelli, your host, being joined by my co-host, Michelle Anderson. How the heck are you? You know, I couldn't be better. How are you doing today? Glad you're back from your trip. I'm glad to be back, but I no, also you're not. wish no, you're I was not. still... I did try to change our tickets. I put forth a solid effort. Like, what did that look like? Were you going to have to move Yes, places? I called up a hotel. I got rates. Uh, Anthony went on the airlines, but he's getting his second shot tomorrow, so that proved to be difficult. But couldn't he have just gone anywhere and got... Are they <laughs> giving those point, in Florida? Yes. Are you getting vaccines yeah, in yes, Florida? Yeah, yes. Yep, okay. you are. At this point, he. Pro- I don't know how that works, but, you know... We'll do it next time. We'll just stay longer. That's just what we'll do. But uh-huh. we put forth a, a solid effort. Well, I'm not going to lie. When you told me that you um, are coming home tomorrow, but I was like, I shot rockets off. And then he said, <laughs> but you tried to stay, but couldn't stay. I was like, okay, thank God they're coming back. It was very possible. All right, you guys, Michelle and I just wrapped up an awesome conversation yeah. on the book about or rather going through an entire book the four agreements by don miguel ruiz it's toltec wisdom straight from mexico smart from smart a, folks smart folks then. from a long ass time ago yeah so michelle and i devoured this book in the matter in the course of just a few days between the two of us we've read it three times we have i know right <laughs> and then we talked about it so on a whole podcast so it's like four times now so we are unpacking this whole book. If you haven't read it yet, we'll put the link in the bio. Get you got it. It's $5, you guys. Okay. Yeah. And we also did a little catch up with Michelle's um, experience with her new friend and spirit sorcerer. Yeah. Laura. Yeah. My new friend, Laura O'Malley. But before we dive into this episode, we want to take a moment to say, hey, first, thank you guys for tuning in, for leaving us listener reviews and for following us on Instagram. And if you're not yet, please do at the sister Proj and also at cozy convos with TSP. And before we dive into this conversation, it would not be a cozy convo if we didn't have a review. And this one comes by one of our dear weird internet friends. Weird internet friend and fellow podcaster, Maria Beers. She titles this from a weird internet friend. <laughs> we're, and we all joke now, we're all friends. We've passed that point. Mm-hmm. And Maria says, Cozy Conversations masters the magical thing I love about podcasts, making you feel like you're in the room with friends. These girls are naturals, a must listen. God bless Maria. Such nice words. Thank you. Maria and her co-host, Rachel, they have a podcast, which we've talked about, called the Remember Me Podcast, where they 
stay feature and talk about and raise awareness for those who have a loved one or who have lost a loved one loved one of FTD, which is the dementia our mom had. And they also talk about um, with specialists, people who are in that industry that are working to help uh, find a cure, raise more awareness yep. and help families afflicted by this disease. I love what those girls are doing. Same over there. here. You guys, good, good job. We'll, we'll put that link in our show notes as well. All right, you guys, without further ado, sit back, relax, go on a walk, clean a cabinet, do whatever you are going to <laughs> to do and enjoy this conversation about the four agreement all right let's wing it flap those wings all flap right. them i'm, I'm like, flapping them i'm, I'm basing i'm bosun no you're bussing bussing and bussing you're bussing i'm not capping and bussing good good i'm not sure you used any of those words <laughs> in the right way but i actually heard a new acronym recently bilf yeah we never talked about this what does that mean book i'd like to finish <laughs> all right <laughs> i i was like wow i I, you know where I thought we were going with this book I'd like to fuck. No, no, no. I didn't know that that's where you would go with the book. That's when you said book, I was like, hmm, how are we going to end this one? Interesting. Yeah. I know that's how you feel about Outlander though. Yeah. No, I've moved on. I've moved on. <laughs> I've moved on. And I broke my reading streak. Wait, you oh, broke my reading I streak. I helped break it. Michelle, did, are you caught up on Mayor of Easttown? Oh my <sighs> You guys, I'm going to try not to give away any spoilers, but I am bombed AF right now. I was hoping that what happened maybe could have, like, that was something that he could have been fixed. Zabel. That, stop right there. Well, let me just say this. There is a great, there is this story going around. So Zabel, who is played by, I forget his name. He was in America. He was in the show American Horror Story. That's where I first heard about him. Yep. He had like a breakdown on set. He was really frustrated with his work and his acting. And he was like, I can't do this. I'm not giving, he was saying this to the, to the director. I'm not giving you what I expect I should be giving. Like he was just frustrated with his work as like a creator, as an actor. And he's so good in oh that my show. God. He's so so good. I'm like, what part was he dissatisfied with? Because he is such a good actor. How old is he? I don't know. He might. Uh, let's find out. He definitely quick. looks more. When I saw him at first, I couldn't put my finger on young. who he was. But he looks older than who he was since the American Horror Days. You know? Yeah. But he, I know that he was also, okay. he's also living a hard living cop life too. Yeah, he is. His name's Evan Peters. That's right. And he's 34 years old. Okay. He's from, oh, he's a Midwest bloke. He's from St. Louis. No kidding. He's so cute. And he's so freaking good in Mary So good. Well, he and Kate Winslet together, it's a lovely combo. Yeah, I'll tell you what, though. Living with a film student now, we both are stuck. We critique the shit out of shows. Well, like what? What are you critiquing about that? Like, go on. You the don't angles agree that, of um, the camera mm. work or why they shot from that perspective or... Couldn't they've gotten a better actor for that guy's role? You know, just oh, like wow. we really tough crowd. <laughs> we tough are a tough crowd. crowd at this point. Not me. Simple Sandy over here popping popcorn, taking it down, and just thinking everything's roses. You guys, if you have not tuned in, it's a good one to tune into. It's it's it is seriously making me as excited as I was when like True Detective was on. For real, mm -hmm. I could I could I was like, yes, Sunday, it's nine. Yeah, <laughs> new show. I had to wait a week, like the old days. Yeah, like the olden days. In fact, Anthony and I are speaking of the olden days. We agreed last night that we will be putting on a new episode of Survivor. You're gonna start watching a new. But, yeah, there's so there many. You're gonna there's, just pick a season. We're gonna pick a probably the newest one that's rolling and do Survivor. And I'm gonna tell you what else is just came back to television, which I'm so excited about. Shaws of Sunset. Love that they, show. And Anthony goes, 
he just, you know Reza, the main yes, one? Yes, of had, course. He has no longer has a mustache, which I think is why he appears a little bit younger. But Anthony is like, he keeps, he looks so good. He looks so good. Did they ever have a baby? Are they still together? They are still together. I don't believe they have a baby, but Reza said he thrived during quarantine. Mm. He's like, I got healthy. I focused on myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, it's lovely. And then one of his, I forget which, which female cast member. In Mercedes? Front of, no, a different, MJ. They don't talk to MJ right now. There is a uh, friction there. Mm. One of the newer gals moved in across the street from Reza, which would be Good times. so fun. Good times. <laughs> so, Michelle, while I was away in Anna Maria Island, I know that you had, you went to your new friend Laura's house. I did. I made a new friend and now she can't get rid of me. Yep. Mm. I don't know if she knows this yet. Well, now she does. If she she's does. tuning in. I'm sending gifts of What About Bob? on the front of the boat you know if anybody's seen that movie with bill murray oh yes i'm he, sailing he needs he he needs a therapist and he gets his therapist who i cannot remember richard dreyfus R- richard dreyfus is the one who plays it and he is literally knocking down richard dreyfus's door he's finding them on family vacations that's me with laura with laura my um well I guess I should kind of explain who she is. You guys, I'm not going to go into too much detail because you can go to episode 69 if you haven't already to hear how this interaction transpired. Mm. In a nutshell, I was on my neighbor's porch and this woman walked by who in passing I came to learn is... um, connected she is not to the uh, mafia nope nope she is not connected (laughs) to that crowd she basically channels spirit energy Mm -hmm. and um when I made that connection she came over and I said I want I haven't talked to my mom and sure as shit my mom came through and there was a lot of stuff a lot of crying like a lot of release and anyway since that moment i have been first of all that lauren that's never happened to me before i've what never, has never happened i've never i've always talked about you and i talk about mom being dead and how you're dreaming about her and people are having signs and all these things and and i just felt like i'd always been looking for them mm-hmm. which now i understand like i kind of I, I, this wasn't an accident, me meeting Laura O'Malley. This was very much something I think that was supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And um, since I've met this woman, some time has passed and she and I have been corresponding and I have a lot of questions because I don't understand or I didn't understand what was happening. Anyway, she, she texted me this past weekend and said, why don't you come on over to my house if you can? I love that. And it's so old fashioned and like normal times, like being invited to someone's house, like oh. a friend you made. It was so, I, I was like, so, I, I was. it was a mix of excited and super nervous yeah, I because bet. since I've met Laura, you know, I've been following her. She has an Instagram and, you know, what she does is it's, it's something that I've never seen before. Essentially, she she talks to you or she's talking and then the collective the spirit guides that she channels come through and she well she she like speaks on their behalf she speaks yes yeah it is there you go so i knew so i was like okay laura just invited me to her house and i knew that i wasn't just going to be talking to to laura Laura. it's almost like it's like the lagrange version of whoopi goldberg 
it is of ghost her voice change she sounds like she sounds like a woman from i don't know she has an accent she has a full-blown accent i don't know where we're eastern but let's let's clarify this laura does not have an accent laura she's from speaks she's like from my you town. and i she's a midwestern gal when she is being i've seen the video i've been watching her videos on instagram as well and when when this the dearest isn't she doesn't dearest she? is the name of the collective <laughs> when they come about and want to answer questions that people are asking Laura, she then develops or she th- that person's, that spirit's voice yeah. has this accent, which I can't identify the source of um, like where cult, the yeah, nationality as well. Neither can I. I. Like it. And sh- neither does she. So I, and I asked her, so anyway, we came and we had, we had a conversation and, and she sat down and she was like, listen, we sat in her family room. She had a fire going. Oh, she romantic. made me some tea. We got comfortable. We sat on the floor. She had even had some printouts to explain some of the things that I didn't understand. And she was like, shoot. She's like, ask me whatever you want. So what did you ask? Well, I started to ask her things like, do you hear stuff? Like, are there voices going on in your head? And you're like, quiet down. Like, I can't think or, you know, and she just, she went on her backstory and explained how five years ago she was really struggling. Okay. And, um, came upon a book about meditation and that was a turning point in her life. She started to, like, I don't know, cultivate this ability that she didn't know that she had. Oh. Which is channel source energy. And, you know, it sounds so woo-woo, but when I sat down with her, what you're doing is you're sitting with a person who is, you know, you're asking questions. Like I was like, you know, I really felt, I felt this moment in my life when I was unhappy and I didn't want to work where I was and I wasn't fulfilled. And, and all of a sudden she starts talking to me or the collective starts talking to me and they're, they're explaining to me that that specific moment in my life was my intuition, my inner knowing telling me Mm -hmm. that I was seeking for change. That was the push that moved me in that direction. And it's all about this, like, we all have this inner intuition. intuition. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this has been happening for a while. And then we talked about, I made a couple of comments about myself. You know how I joke about myself or say we say shitty things in jest to make a ha-ha. Yeah. And she would come through or the collective would come through and say, my darling, we ask that you stop saying those things about yourself. Yeah, because they're not nice. I mean, you're saying them in jest, but they're coming from somewhere. They're coming from somewhere. And it's this, and literally this this hour and a half that I spent with her, and truth be told, I could have stayed, I could have slept over. Right. I mean, <laughs> we talked about parenting and talked about feelings that you get. And now I know that those feelings are my intuition pointing me in a direction these are all signs and and it just all played so much into what you and I are about to talk about in uh, the book that we crammed this past week I don't know I feel like I'm struggling to explain what's happened was such like a powerful moment that I had never experienced and to go and sit with a person and have a conversation about us 
and how we were sort of raised to believe a certain thing, Mm -hmm. you know, and all of the answers are right inside ourselves. It just takes, it's a matter of peeling back those layers and finding them. And also like completely re-engineering the way your thought process. Yep functions and thinks. Michelle, I'm really happy that you've had this experience with Laura. I think that it's something that you needed, perhaps. 100%. And you mentioned to me that she told you, too, that you need to meditate more. Which which I have to tell you, Lauren, I had a very strange experience. I was meditating yesterday, and in the middle of it, I was overcome with emotion. There you go. That has never happened to really? me before. Tears streaming down my face. Mm-hmm. I don't even know where they came from. I can't explain why I was seriously quiet within my own mind. Amazing. Tears are truth. It Kevin was trippy. It is trippy. Meditation is, I you know, it's just one of the most beautiful ways to maybe experience something like that. Just I like to do it like by looking out the window or I just like looking into nature. I d- so I d- your eyes are not closed. Sometimes they are. Sometimes they aren't. There's different ways. Like I did a meditation on the beach in Florida and I just sat there. I went. I found a pretty desolate area of the beach and I just did some yoga and then I just sat down and I was like, I could close my eyes, but I'm like, why would I close yeah. my eyes? Why would you not want to see that? Right. And the movement of the water is just so relaxing and calming. Yeah, that's pretty meditative, I'd I, say. I will tell you what, though, if you need guidance ever, um, a great app is Insight Timer. If you're listening, Insight Timer is, I think there's like 90,000 free meditations. Or you can oh. go from managing stress, getting better sleep, parenting meditation, um, anxiety. Med- there's a plethora of options. Oh, didn't and know. they are amazing. I definitely need guided. In, check out Insight Timer. You guys will put in the show notes. It's freaking awesome. It's one of the best apps out there for is it meditation. A, is it just for meditation? Mm-hmm, I Insight believe so. Insight Timer, interesting. Yep. Okay. Um, well, that is a lot, Michelle, with Laura. But I love what you experienced because, I, like I mentioned, you needed to. And it's all about timing, right? It's so all about timing. I mean, that whole experience leading up to see her was all of these perfectly timed things that had to happen mm-hmm. in order for us to have our interaction. But like, it's seriously, I can't stop thinking about it. And she's sending me, you know, videos and little snippets and stuff. And I'm diving in. I'm really curious about this whole like world that um i don't know is going on but also just taking the wise nuggets that she is sharing with Mm -hmm. me that like you know you need to be reminded or maybe we're never taught or maybe didn't even know were possible Mm -hmm. and i feel like it has sort of i've re I've redirected the course that I'm traveling on. You know, like I've made almost like immediate subtle changes to the way I approach things. Like 
for example, you know, you and I both know that I'm still kind of hanging in the balance of my old job. Mm-hmm. I, I still do that. I, I have an income. It's, you know, there's reasons why that's not fully been of severed. Course. And it's really, really hard for me because my heart is not in it at all, if mm-hmm. I'm being honest. And and I shared that with her and I explained my frustrations and I don't like the way that I react in moments and it's not fair to, you know, maybe my dad or when I, and what she told me what? is that those moments are there to teach me patience, compassion. Yes. You know, for and, yourself and others. And also that pushback that I'm feeling that I'm still 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 there is my reminder to keep pushing forward Forward. like as it pushes towards me to keep and I so you know I just my mindset in that place is like this is that way for a reason right yeah yeah it's almost like you could Jedi mind trick yourself to see what the lessons are now that you will learn that you have probably learned over the years and to work with them yeah I mean, because you're in that situation. You're still there. You can't live in misery there. No. But isn't it amazing, though, we think about, like, the shit that goes on in our brain, the thoughts that we think on a reoccurring basis, Mm -hmm. it's like a toxic sludge. Okay, well, let's talk about that in regards to the book. I think we're ready to. Okay, so you guys, Michelle and I, I found, okay, well, I first heard of this book. It's called The Four Agreements by... Don Miguel Ruiz, Kasha McGuire, a good friend of ours. Great recommendation. Great recommendation. She gave it to us over COVID during quarantine. And then something called me upon when I said when I was picking out books for the 50 buy one, get one 50% off at Target, this came up too. And I was like, I don't know why I'm being so called to, to read it. So I got it read two pages and was like, Michelle, you have to read this right now. And and picked it up, broke my reading streak, powered through in two days. And it's and it's easy to do that because it's like 140 pages, but it's filled with so much knowledge oh and my. wisdom. So I'm going to go in just a little bit to talk yeah. about what it is. Yeah, about. break it down. I'm going to just break it down a little bit, you guys. So the author reveals the source of, so the whole book is about finding the source of self-limiting beliefs that rob us of joy and create needless suffering based on ancient Toltec wisdom. And the Toltec culture is um, a pre-Columbian Mesoamerican culture that ruled a state centered in uh, Hidalgo, Mexico. Let me see if I said that right. In Hidalgo, Mexico. Um, Basically, the book describes, and Michelle, based on what you just said minutes ago, that all of us are living a dream. This is where it gets kind of fluffy. And I read the book twice in the week that I was gone because I wanted to like understand it a little bit more. So this dream that we're all living in is a collection a collection of dreams from humans from generations ago that first started to get here. They dreamt of, you know, starting families, communities, building cities, all of these things, which have, has gotten us to this point here. And the idea is that what we're living in is a dream, not like a fan, we're, we're all real, but they're just saying that we are a product of dreams that other people had and now we're living in our own dreamland. Like our mind, the author writes that our mind is dreaming 24 hours a day. And when he's saying dreaming, he's also saying it's having those conversations with itself, the thoughts that we have that yep. we don't know how to control, you know, and sometimes we're listening to those thoughts and believing them and yep. he's sharing ways 
to not do that. Yeah. So that you can actually live a life of joy yeah, and, and pleasure. Yeah, and out of prison in your mind and bondage. Exactly. <laughs> like old mind BDSM. <laughs> so in fact, when we posted this book on on Instagram, this was the most popular book that I have seen our our friends on Instagram react to. Oh my God, so many people had have read it. Everyone loved it. Loved it because it's like a Bible. I mean, it's like a Bible of well-being and going around life in a much more mindful way. So he offers, he so the author writes that basically in this Toltec culture, there were people that were wise, like wisdom, like wise people yeah. who would find like, you know, the meanings of life and happiness and share them generation to generation. Yeah. At some point due, due to like colonialism and whatnot, they had to kind of pull back and keep this wisdom a secret because they were just protecting themselves. And now that there's people like this gentleman that are writing about it and sharing it. And the idea here is to, you know, really look within um, and know the reason why you and I and anyone listening to this are the way that we are is because of the people that came before us and they raised us. And he talks a lot, not a ton, but he does talk about parenting a bit. Well, even this, this point that you're just about to make, you know, it was a conversation that I had with Laura, you know, talking about how, you know, I, I did all of these things leading up to my point in life and I didn't even know what I wanted. And she was like, that's because you spent your whole life doing what everybody else thought you should exactly. do. Exactly. And that's one of these lessons here mm -hmm. is, okay, well, let's backtrack just a little bit. The four agreements. The author writes that we, upon being birth, agree to so many things that we don't even realize we're agreeing to. Yeah. Our name, our religion, who we are. Yes. All of these things, our belief system, why we deem that ugly and that freaking beautiful. Yeah. All these things, it's because we were taught this way. And he also goes on to say, don't badmouth your parents. And I, like, don't badmouth your parents because they taught you what they know. What what, they what, what are they supposed to teach you? What exactly. they don't know, you know, whatever. So there's there's ways there's so many different ways of looking at it, um, and so he goes about saying that with these agreements, and what we know, we are either living in like a living dream state of hell. He goes, there's hell yeah. all around us. And yeah. He goes, it's not like the devil and the burning and the sinning. It's like we just live in a constant state of hell because of the thoughts. That we, that we allow to penetrate well, us. Well, and that, that there was something there that made me laugh, kind of, because he's like, you know, you talk about dying and going to heaven or hell. Well, some people are in hell. That's what exactly We're all living in hell right now. Yeah, and it's funny that you mentioned that because one of the last ways that you can live a more fulfilled life, he talks about this, the angel of death and saying, you know, most people aren't afraid to die. They're actually afraid to live and risk things in order to live the life that they really want to mm -hmm. live. Mm -hmm. So if you can face this angel of death and say like, you know, I know you're there. I don't know when you're going to arrive, but just acknowledge it. Then you are freeing yourself to allow yourself to live at your full potential. Mm -hmm. which I think is really important because I think so many people are like looking at their mortality clock instead of just right? living in the freaking present. It. Just do it. So we're going to go over a couple. Well, there's only four. So let's talk about the four agreements. I'm holding them close to my heart until the day that I die. <laughs> right? Literally. Same. Wow. So a couple of things to, to get to pull out of this. You guys should read the books, but a couple of Cliff's notes. Within each human, we are we have a judge and we have a victim. And the judge, us, we, ourselves, we judge everything. We judge other people. We judge people's pets. We judge the weather. We judge 
every single thing. Yep. And then upon judging, then we become, we judge. And of course, we judge ourselves. Oh, got to judge ourselves. And then from that, we turn into the victim. Mm. And for instance, it's the victim, you know, brings along blame, guilt, and shame. And things sound like, oh, woe is me. I'm not good enough. I'll never do this. I'm a, a victim of being a victim. I do this shit. And I can't, I'm, this, I have never, this was the most timely book I needed to read. But I think the victim also kind of sounds like imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can't do it. Or I'm doing, I'm, I'm going to do something so well and then I don't do it well enough. I feel like that kind of plays a little bit hand in hand. So something else that the author told us about, which I thought was super cool, Michelle, was mitote. Mm-hmm. M-I-T-O-T-E. And it's like mind fog is how they, they refer to it. And that the mind is like a thousand people talking at once, but nobody understands one another. So it's just like this, this yep, bombing this crowd, of this crowd of, of people. judgment and toxic sludge. Po- and he uses the word poison a lot yep. from other people and from ourselves. Society, yes. literally everywhere. And the reason why I like this book so much, Michelle, because that stuff, we're, no one's immune to that. You have to like practice on how to stay away from shit like that. And so the four agreements that he has is... And it's also easy when you're in like a vulnerable spot or like you're not really in a good place to fall into bad place. Right. You know, like that goes with the last agreement. Yes. Trying your best. Yep. Yep. So we'll get into that. God, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. So the first agreement that he talks about is... And these agreements are things that you say to yourself... I am in agreement with these and I'm going to practice these. These are like your core like command, values. Yeah, like core values. Your main things. And the first one is to be impeccable with your word. He says that this is the most important one and the most difficult one to honor. Um, and what he talks about is about manifest, manifesting, you know, what you want in life and what you get in life is a lot based on the words that you put out, say to yourself and to others. Was this where we t- they talked about our words either being magic yes. or black magic? White magic or black magic. Mm-hmm. And he talked about, it's so mystical, this oh, stuff. But it's so, but also so easy to understand. It's really relatable. It all makes it sense. It is. It's, it's got that wisdom, that old school wisdom, like kind of warrior talk and words to it. But it's so relatable in this modern and day and applicable. Age. Yeah, every and single applicable. bit of it. A- absolutely. So, you know, he gives one excuse, his, his main, or his, I'm sorry, one example um, he uses is, so yes, he talks about how our words can, I love how he says, cast spells yeah. on people. And like really good ones, like good spells or bad spells. Like something as easy as telling someone, have a great day is a good spell. Mm-hmm. Telling someone like, you know. Go fuck yourself. No, or even <laughs> gossiping. Oh, that too. That one, that's, that's pretty black magic. <laughs> that is a very good, yes, that is the perfect example of black magic or a bad spell. And he talks about how um, gossip is black magic. Yep. And he says that we learned to gossip from our parents because you saw people, other people gossiping about, you know, their friends when you were younger. And then you grow up and you learn to gossip because you have been groomed to gossip. And that is, that uh, it's probably one of the biggest, we all gossip, you mm -hmm. know, and it's a, and it's easy to get kind of sucked into that or even be in it, not even sucked in, you know? So that's, that is, it's a tricky one. This is not the first book like of wisdom that I've read that has talked about gossip, about how damaging it is. And I think that it's so true. I think it's hurtful and it's one of those, 
of course it's hurtful. You know, even even good gossip is gossip, mm-hmm. you know? And it, that's, a, that's a hard one to break. Mm-hmm. You know, I think coming out of COVID, there's just so much people were just stuck in their homes. And I think now that we're moving out into the world again, there's going to be less time to focus on other people's shit and really maybe just enjoy your own life. Right. I'm hoping. Hopefully that's the shift to just in the mentality anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. But the okay, so going back to this whole thing about being impeccable with your word is also to take responsibility for how you treat yourself and others. Because your word can be so powerful. Dam- yep, or damaging. And damaging. Yep. And he uses Hitler as as an example. And he talks about, you know, there was once a man who pointed at a group of people and said they are bad you should be scared of them and all these things and then look what happened years down after you know and he he goes on about how that is probably the biggest example of how dangerous the word can be yep but then he talks about how you know saying i love you he talked about that a lot throughout the book about how when you tell someone you love them like that is the greatest gift you can give someone which i loved that Mm -hmm. yes like I always tell people I love them. So he do said, I. And he just says, anytime you can tell someone you love them, just say, bye, I love you. Okay, I, I I, used to think it was strange. It started coming out of my mouth randomly. But I say it to people that I don't like know that well. But if there's an exchange or a moment or something, and I feel the need to say I love you, I'm like, I love you. I say it. I said it to Sue O'Sullivan recently when I saw her the right? pigs. And Sue, if you're listening, when I, I remember when I left, I was like, bye guys, love you. And she goes, love you too. And I'm like, oh, and that just felt so felt good. Great. Exactly. Yes. yes. <laughs> so the other thing about being impeccable with your words is for the words that you have in your brain and to help you find more peace mentally, emotionally. But it talked, he was speaking about planting seeds of this in your brain and then eventually it will grow mm-hmm. and it'll grow into more love and less fear. Mm-hmm. Because if you are more knowledgeable and more in tune and aware to what yes. you're saying, you suffer less of the consequences. You know, if you said something that was shitty and now you've got to deal with it. Yep. But been if, there. Yeah. Well, been who there, hasn't? Right? right. Right. So that's the first one. And I love that one because I like, you know, we've talked about my obsession with communication. This is a really good tool. They should be teaching this in college. They should. This book (laughs) should be handed out to everybody. It's really wonderful. It's beautiful. The second one, the second agreement, which I have to, this this is one I think that I have to work on, is don't take, like literally, do not take anything personally. Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing. Not even the good stuff he says. Hmm. Miguel says, yeah, not even because if that he said, even if someone compliments you and say it says you are wonderful, that's great. But know that that they're saying it maybe even more about them and how you make them feel. Mm -hmm. And that's a beautiful compliment. But just keep going with your day. Mm -hmm. And if someone he even goes so far as if someone violently hurts you, like does something, don't take that personally. That is there there's something rooted in them that caused them to behave a certain way mm-hmm. toward you so mm-hmm. anything you know in between those two spectrums it's an interesting one because it's hard not to take things personally and the other thing about taking not taking anything personal or taking anything personally is about he miguel refers to it as personal importance which is maximum expression of selfish selfishness because we then make everything out to be about, about me us. Oh, mm-hmm. you wrote that on Instagram and they must be talking about me, mm-hmm. you know? I did that recently. I've done Someone that. I saw that I saw in someone's story, oh, I finally found the mute button. And I'm like, 
are they talking about me? Mm -hmm. Like, why why would I think that? He recommends at the end of this agreement that this is the one you want to write down and put on your refrigerator. Don't take anything personally. Don't take anything personally. Yeah, he says that it will, once you start doing this, if you make a very strong effort to do that, you will decrease the amount of anger, resentment, and envy, and comparison, all these things. Which, yeah, then leads us to the next agreement, number three, don't make assumptions. Yeah. Because by making assumptions, he says, we believe that they are the truth. The making assumptions ones I love because it says, ask the questions. Ask all of the questions you need to ask so that you don't have to assume anything. And if something doesn't go your way, you can't say, well, I assume you had my name down for that reservation, whatever it might be. He talked a lot about it in regards to relationships. And if yes, you assume, yep, that. you can't just assume your partner, no matter Can how many years, mind. yeah, no matter how many years of marriage or being together, that he or she knows that you needed them to pick up your dry cleaning. Yep. But had you maybe asked and said, "Hey." Can you go and grab that for me? Then you guys have had that clear expression of communication. That's This is the one that I need to work on a lot. Mm-hmm. Oh, and this was really great. This is for the young ones. This is for anyone who hasn't found, who you know, who's maybe looking for, for, love. for love. Yeah. They, he talked a lot about changing someone. Like, oh, after we get married, I can change his or her or their ways. And he says that real love is accepting others the way they are without trying to have to, ch- to change them. If you are looking at someone and you think there's five things here I need to change and you really don't love them, yeah, probably. Yeah, looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> yes. And then he says to find your voice, to ask for what you want, because everyone has the right to ask and everyone has the right to say yes or no. And same thing, anyone has the same right to ask you a question, mm. you know, and just it just helps eliminating this assumption, which I think assuming is so dangerous no i think it's just comes down to communication it's such a great communication tool Mm -hmm. and then the this last one which is such a wonderful isn't it great yep it's the last agreement is always do your best and he says under any circumstances always do your best no more no less he talks about like doing more you're going to deplete yourself of energy and then you're going to you know wreak havoc in other areas that you need to apply some of your best to and that your best, oh, this is what you were saying earlier, Michelle, when you said, you know, every day is different. Some days you might be in a, a raging, shitty mood and then you'll fluctuate and have, you know, a good day. Yep. But he says that your best will never be the same from day to day because your mood will be different one day. And life is so ever changing that you may not, your best will just look different from day to day. But as long as you try your, your best, best and you can't be down on yourself for thinking that maybe you didn't. And by doing your best with the three previous agreements over time, making assumptions, taking things personally, and not being impeccable with your wor- words will weaken over time. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, he Miguel goes a lot into how you don't have to just change tonight. After you read my book, you don't, you don't have to. It's just not going to happen. No, it's slowly adding these in. And he says, and when you do make assumptions, that's okay. Tomorrow, try again. Yep. And when you aren't impeccable with your word, again, just that's tomorrow, okay. Yes, notice it, acknowledge it, and work better the next time. And that's those are those four agreements. Uh, well, Lauren, I have to say, I'm so glad that my for my first book um, back into the reading world, you just uh, you really broke this down. 
Well, I, yeah, you, you know, it's such, there's so many tools in here. And at the end, he tells you how you can transform your way. And it's really everything we covered. But, you know, he just talks about like becoming, he, the big one was becoming aware. He talks about uh, Toltec warriors. And warriors are people who are aware of their word, of their strength, of what's going on around them. And that is what's crazy is around the time that you said you need to read this book, fell on the time that... <clears throat> Laura and I, our paths crossed. And what you just said about how the Toltecs live, that was like the fourth sentence out of her mouth. Really? Yes. She was like, you need to quiet your mind. You need to calm your, your active brain, your chaotic brain, so you can be in a place where you can see and feel everything that is going on around you. And probably those signs from mom that you're not seeing that she said are always around you. I know. And now some things are happening. Walking down the street with Ryan yesterday and we approach the corner and there's, you know, the street posts, Lauren, there is a cardinal that flew. Like swooped in, was like, hey, what's up, girl? sat on the pole in front of our face we were walking mm-hmm. towards us it was literally like here i am right here's the cardinal sitting in front of you stop traffic like the two times i've gotten in the car with me at a driver to soccer practice both times i saw the sign by ace of base i know I it is that so hilarious so but but that's me, what was playing one time it was playing it came up on one of Mia's things and then the second time we got in the car a different time she started singing it. And I was like, all right, okay, I'm all in, like meditating my balls off. Doing everything. Literally reading and listening to every, anyone says, here's a way for you to live a better, oh, you need to be more mindful. No, I know, no, no, but you need to read this. Yep, gonna read it. Yeah, you're gonna do anything. I'm in. Yep. Well, that's what it it all comes down to. That's, this is the key. Is being open-minded to about, knowing what you want to focus on to change and when you can do that i think that's when a human is starting to live their fullest potential yeah so in conclusion oh the last thing he does say though is forgiveness forgiveness to anyone and everyone who you feel wronged you and i i actually after i read that i forgave someone oh i forgave my the woman who taught me how to be a yoga instructor wow Because she, I just, I had had an experience and I held on to that anger and resentment for so long. And it had been chipping away that forgiveness that I've been working on. And then today I, in my head, I said her name and I said, I forgive you. I release all of that. I'm done. I'm so, I, and I don't think about it often at all anymore, but it's still something I never acknowledged and forgave in myself. Did you feel... Did you feel, yeah, feel a like, white lightness? Not necessarily. Uh, I just felt like that was something I needed to do. And there's more people I could do that for, yeah. too. And I plan to do that. I um, should probably do that with this one asshole in grade school. <laughs> yeah, you it's probably, been a while. You should probably forgive that asshole. All right. After we're done, I'm going to do that. Forgive him. So I, in conclusion, this is, this is really the gist of everything, you guys. What Miguel is saying is when you transform your whole dream, this dream that we're all living in, magic just happens in your life. What you need comes to you easily, more easily, because your spirit is moving freely through you. Mm. This is the mastery of intent, of spirit, of love, the mastery of gratitude, and the mastery of life. This is the goal of the Toltec. This is the path to personal freedom. 
I I'm like these. I like these Toltec people. I'm down with the Toltecs. They're bussing. The Toltec. They're bussing. <laughs> the Toltecs are bussing. This, this book is a bilf. It is. I did it, it twice. Yep, I bilfed yep. it twice. Yep. And it, it's, they're bussing. There's no camping. What is it? No lion? No, no cap. No, no camping. This is bussing. Oh my God. That's a that's 12-year-old lingo language for you guys. So that's that. If you have not read this book yet, well, join our party and read The Four Agreements. It is so, it's, just, it's literally called A Toltec Wisdom Book. It's my Bible. I'm going to carry it everywhere and refer to it often. Same here. I have a friend, Miss um, Christine McDermott, if you are listening. She said she keeps this on her nightstand so that she can, um, you know, reference it when she needs to. Yeah. It's just like little, I think it's a great book to open up to any, you can literally open up any page and you will be bombarded with yeah. wisdom. Yeah, there's a nugget every other sentence. From the olden days. Yep, yep. These guys know what's going on. Amazing. So that is our long ass book review. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth the entire and with, right, it really was. And with that being said, you guys, if you want, please leave us a review, maybe on Apple Podcast if you listen to us there or wherever nice. you're listening. Feel free to send us a, a review at contact at thesisterprojectblog.com and we will share it on our next podcast. We will. All right, you guys, go out right now. Run, don't walk. Go by the four agreements. And while you read it, stay cozy. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for today's cozy conversation. For more of The Sister Project, check us out on Instagram at The Sister Project and our website, www.thesisterprojectblog.com. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and maybe even drop us a review. Until next time, stay cozy. Stay cozy.